Hello and welcome to episode number 229 of the Nerd Pro Quo podcast. Not much to say in this intro because there was a lot that we needed to get to in the actual episode because we have been off for quite a while. All I'm going to say is the usual thing. If you are listening to this uh, and you enjoy it, tell your friends. Tell your friends to tell their friends. And as always, if you want to drop us a line, I would love, we would love to hear from you. Again, I have no idea. I have, I only have a vague idea of who's listening, but because uh, no one's actually reached out, I don't really know how many people are listening. Uh, but if you are listening and you enjoy it, leave us a nice review on uh, on iTunes. I don't even think it's called iTunes anymore. I think everything's been shifted to Apple Music. But whatever, leave our review uh rate us it helps us yeah uh at norproquo on twitter we're not really live tweeting very much right now just because live television isn't really a thing anymore which is a thing we have discussed on this podcast before and uh norproquo at gmail.com or uh, let us know you're listening other than that there's other stuff i could tell you about that has all been basically everything's been put on hold uh except for Per, you know, this podcast, we're trying to do it as often as we can. But uh, yeah, COVID is, as with many things, is putting a delay on things. And yeah, the outdoor stuff, I will briefly just say that the videos, uh, one of the reasons I never got around to them was just other stuff. Like I said, video takes a long time to, especially to edit. And uh, that will probably, the more of, the, more of those probably won't be coming out till this spring. And we're I'm going to be giving away slash selling some stuff, uh, some camping gear. So that's the only thing I'll tell you to look forward to in that arena. In the meantime, enjoy this episode. Episode number 229 of the Nerd Podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. I've been hearing stories that they may be a standalone movie. If that is it, then I will be happy. The uh, I've started recording, by the way. Oh, oh I, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I figured we'd just jump right in. Uh, the, I also have heard that they're, uh, that, you know, what they had said was that this, this part of the story with that crew might be over, but that yeah. doesn't mean that there won't be more stories in that universe i wouldn't mind that at all because i'm addicted to to this ip this is just fascinating take on the world i can't wait to see what happens in the last two weeks worth of episodes i hear good things um come on naya the cat is now uh, don't chew on the headphones come on Naya. it's okay it's okay it's on it's on this side of me now so she can't i know they like they really like chewing on I am surprised that my mom's new cat Hudson has not electrocuted himself <laughs> because he's, you know, and he's he's a still like a kitten kitten. Yeah. So it's just like anything that he can swat at or chew on, mm-hmm. he does. And there are plenty of things in that apartment that if he you know swats at or chews on or chews hey, through, knock it off. Yeah, she uh, knocked down one of my mini Christmas trees because the tiny little ornaments were just like easy to swipe at and she i'm surprised she hasn't pulled down my lights you sure. know from before something dangling must attack that yeah, yeah. Um, well the thing i mean just to quickly because we will get more in detail about expanse when it's at when the this final season is actually over uh 
will, you know, actually talk about that. But, yeah, uh, the thing is they establish, as much as I love the, these characters that they're doing on the show, there's enough of a, still enough of a world there to explore mm-hmm. that they've done such a good job of establishing that you could just go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, how it could be before this, you know, it could be pre-prequel, quote-unquote. It could be, you know, post-however this this series ends. It could also possibly be, like, you know, just different characters. I mean, the opportunities are just, like, immense with the the fact that the ring gates are open, the different areas that you could explore, and we have yet to cover everything everything yeah. that you know this world can offer so i'm curious to see what they what happens yeah uh so we're let's go all the way back i mean it's it's been a while number one since we recorded everything because holidays mm-hmm. and also you know combination holidays and and i'm actually i think it's just because we've been in contact with each other how was your holidays you know, the pre-Christmas, we don't really do Christmas. We just picked a day. Mm-hmm. And we all got together, and that, that was nice. Uh, we, we ate, you know, we ate, me and my sister drank, uh, because we are terribly unoriginal people. We just essentially gave each other money. <laughs> we just, you know what? That works. We just kind of, that works. We just kind of, you know. some form of money was exchanged. <laughs> Except for me, because I'm like, I'm more than broke right now. So it's essentially other people giving me money and my mom giving everybody money because, you know, she has, I mean, it, it's sad, but one of the things of my dad not, you know, my mom doesn't have to pay a caretaker or be the caretaker for my dad is she just has a lot of extra money that she's not using for anything. And it just so happened to coincide. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but whatever. Uh with me you know not doing so well financially and i'm working on that it's just and you know the new omicron is not helping with that uh because it's hard to you know i had like a couple of like you know because people are still home they're still home or they're your clients back they're back home you know what i mean and also just people are caught you know right now really nervous or cautious about having a new per new people in their apartments and all mm-hmm. that like i get it uh i had some bites that didn't you know no one's really committed to anything uh i was cat sitting during new year's at the same place i was cat sitting last new year's which was nice because it's a really nice apartment it yeah. you know having kitties as company is lovely on new year's and you know uh i have I had like maybe two places I could have gone for New Year's, and one of them was just like mm, they feel like this is a little bit too public a place to go with considering, yeah. you know, Omicron. And the other was literally uh, I was staying in Manhattan. I was I was going to go down to uh, visit Chelsea, uh, where my friend Chelsea, who lives in Chelsea, she was in Manhattan. Uh, but literally I didn't have my skates on uh, where I was staying and that was the only reason because I was just like I'm not going to get on the train 
not so much for going down there, but coming back after New Year's is just like, and they didn't want to have to try and get a cat, you know, the whole thing. It's just too much of a, so yeah, I just stayed in. Um, you saw more people on New Year's than I did. Well, um, yeah, I just uh, was with my buddy and his family. Yeah. Um, it was like, it's like nowadays it's like, here's my proof that I was uh, yeah. tested. I am negative. We're all good, you know. Uh, um, but it was like nice to see them for New Year's. It's been a while since I've done anything for New Year's. Also, like the other day, my um, my mom had a scare uh towards the end of november they noticed something uh in her and yesterday she got you know tested got the results benign nothing's there so i'm just like fucking walking on cloud nine after yeah uh so you know it's not perfect with omicron still around but you know what this is a great start for 2022 I i mean look it's gonna it's gonna be shitty probably uh like it was last year but a, to a certain extent worse just because it just it transmits you know way faster yeah. it's yeah so you know i'm just happy that it's not severe i mean yeah, that's the yeah, exactly. that's the saving grace i mean i'm surrounded by it all the time where i'm getting notified i'm a teacher so i'm getting notices from my ap about this one is b- being sick this one is exposed to yeah, yeah. uh relatives so i mean it's sad that my kids are being exposed and they're getting sick, but you know they're able to recover. And I mean, the, the biggest—that's that's the saving grace exa- to all of this. Exactly, and then we will get off of this topic. But it's like you know we kind of have to you know no matter what nerdy shit we're talking about, we kind of have to talk about this. Uh, it's basically what I was telling people was it's it's not what I was what I've been stressed out about and what I was stressed out about, and still I am to a certain extent isn't the virus itself uh you know because you know most of the people i know if they do get it i'm probably not going to get very sick from it uh because they're all triple vaxxed they're all you know uh none of them are immunocompromised i mean the only one who's at risk is my risk risk as my mom because she's in her 80s yeah. but even my mom is like uh, we've—I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but we both have like crazy immune mm-hmm. systems anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm not too worried about like people getting sick. I've been more, and it's been confirmed of just the secondary effects. Meaning long people, COVID. Well, no, no. I mean stuff that has to do with people. So the biggest problem that we have right now isn't necessarily people dying of covid it's people calling out sick yeah okay which yeah. means that all of it's causing a, a you know a certain amount of chaos because it's just every place is understaffed yeah. or a, every place is seeing huge you know is being hit financially again by it and that's really what the you know and i feel it's that's the thing that really sucks right now is 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 not necessarily the people getting sick it's the people calling out not being uh yeah which is the right thing to do well yeah but it but it means that there are there are certain you know hospitals are still feeling the brunt because people are still going to the hospital and they have less staff 
you know, uh, yeah, so whatever. Uh, that being said, 2022 off to a great start, off everyone. To a great start. Yeah, will be will be a lot better again in spring. Yeah, is well, what's going to happen. Is, is hopefully, hopefully. I mean, not a lot better, but it's going to. You know, this is what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, it'll get you know progressively less shitty. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, every winter it's going to suck a little bit. And when it gets warms up again, it'll get a little bit better and people will be fooled into thinking that it's okay. And this will be us in our new flu seasons. You know? Yeah. 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 You know. and, and, and as I, I think we've had this conversation, but maybe not on a podcast, people, COVID has made people forget or ne- people are never really conscious of the fact that. The flu also sucks and st- and also yeah, kills yeah, yeah, thousands yeah. of people every yeah. year. Like, um, <laughs> like it's the flu is like we've just become bad, so yeah. accustomed to yeah. it and we're so used to it that we kind of just gloss over the fact. But it's just like, no, <laughs> it becoming like the flu still isn't a good thing. <laughs> like, I think it's, if anything, it's made people more aware of the fact that, yes, the flu also sucks and yeah. kills people. Uh, so to change the, the subject entirely, let's get back to something nerdy. Something nerdy. Um, let's go all give the, what the what the people want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go all the way back because there was some stuff that give we give the people what they want. Yeah, is we uh, we didn't discuss really Ghostbusters because we didn't want to spoil anything when Charlie and Rich were here, and there definitely is some stuff I wanna. All right. So of, the consensus is we both love. Uh, Ghostbusters, yes. but where we differ uh, is the fact that they had a CG. Um, uh, what's his name? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, and a thinned um, down CG Harold Ramis. Uh, why? Why is that? Why did you mention thinned down? I, it's just that, like, it's so. Was he overweight in his later years? And he got huge. Yeah, he was. D- even as as re- as recently after Ghostbusters two, as as good as it gets, he okay. was the doctor and as good as it gets. And if you remember, oh that, he okay, was wide in that. Yeah, he got really. I mean, they all. That's the thing. They, I, with the exception of Bill Burr, Bill Burr, Bill Murray, they they all. You know, it happens yeah. when you get older. Uh, you get a little thicker. Um, yeah, he kind of ballooned a little bit. Uh, I you know. Look, I loved it. I I even love like I just I have a little bit of a like I understand why they did it. Uh it just it felt it whenever you're CG bringing back a dead person, it always feels a little weird to me. I mean, it I didn't take it that way because it's Ghostbusters. If there yeah, no, is yeah, a franchise where yeah. a character comes back from the dead or as a spirit, this is a franchise yeah, yeah. where it works. Um, and, you know, it's the whole original team. And you you wanted to see some aspect of the old whole team coming together. And yeah, it, was, they, it, succeed, one, it succeeded. One of the we yeah. couldn't talk about was that, yes, they all come back at the yeah. end. Yeah. Uh, 
at the very very end, and you saw that coming. Yeah, of Um, course. But as a fan of the original movie, you know that's you know I mean I fucking squealed. I knew it it was gonna happen, but still I squealed. Um, which was the perfect you know cherry on top to this movie. I will also say that just on the topic of of like the Harold Ramis ghost, let's just call it that. It was also a little bit I like you knew like I knew they were gonna do it from the very beginning of the movie. Uh just because you know it's him that's popping up around her, mm-hmm. uh the granddaughter, you know, that is leading her to stuff. I there's a a little bit of an element that that is not something that I think they would have done in the original films at all, because the concept of like actual dead people being ghosts was never really a thing in the original two the ghosts were always like a weird they weren't ghosts so so to speak you know what i mean they weren't well no in ghostbusters 2 they were actual ghosts uh what was it the the something brothers it'll come to me uh the scolari brothers in ghostbusters 2 but even those ghosts didn't look like people really so that was a thing that like i like i said i didn't have an issue with it it just felt weird it felt a it was enough that it took me out of the movie for a moment i mean that's 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 what i'll say that's really my only criticism of that i mean it took me out of the movie i i mean my response is that you feel weird about good things so (laughs) you can't you can't be happy with good things so that's what's going on that's your reaction in this case it's very specifically (laughs) having a cg version of a dead person i felt a little a little weird you know in uh in when they did it in rogue one but that's only because i i'm one of the you know one of the you know group of people who actually know who Peter Cushing is. Well, yeah, but once again, the technology has advanced where it's a little less weird compared to what we saw from Tron Legacy. It was was a little uncanny, very uncanny valley. Less uncanny valley from earlier. From earlier, it's gotten better. And in the format of him appearing as a ghost, it was less weird. You yeah, know, no. it was less weird, you it know, in this definitely movie. definitely less weird. It just, like I said, there are some story elements where, like, it's, yeah, it, I, it, all I can say is, is, is it, like I said, it took me out of the movie for a minute, just in that. It, I mean, it was still lovely. Like, I'm not saying it was, I'm not one of those people who just goes, that's horrible, horrible, they shouldn't have done that. All, only because, I mean, for, for no other reason than I know everyone involved with that film loved him yeah like a lot like he was but that's the thing i mean how if they're gonna make a a a sequel or another ghost a third ghost versus film yeah you would have expected them to include his presence his stamp on it i mean there's no way around that and it's not to capitalize on more money it's because the people involved with this project loved everyone associated especially the ones who passed away and they were going to find a way to reintroduce them and also like i said this when they you know when they did the the and forgive me but unfortunately because of 
just the quality of the film, it this is what the movie has become in shorthand, the Lady Ghostbusters movie. Uh, which is unfortunate that that's, that's what the way I'm going to describe it. Uh, in, in how about short- just what? The 2016 Ghostbusters. You go with that. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a, a better, better way. way. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but I said before that movie came out, I I was just like, mm, it doesn't feel it. I don't care, you know, because I loved that cast. But I was just like, it doesn't feel right to have a Ghostbusters without Harold Ramis involved in some fashion. Because he had already passed by the time that movie came out. I mean, I, uh, you know, Jason Reitman and Ivan Reitman were already involved, were still involved. Uh, Jason Reitman was even more involved in this one because I think Ivan, I think his dad passed I think in the so, interim. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, and, and, you know, it's just the people, a lot of the people involved with this one were just people who, they were heavily invested in the, what they were doing uh yeah i mean i'm just glad that sony finally released it because thanks to COVID, i I nearly forgot about that movie yeah um and you know i'm glad that it was successful i mean it was surprisingly successful sony did not see that one coming so i'm glad that hopefully this opens the door to hopefully more future projects you know featuring you know this ip I don't know about that. I think I think it's I think this w- was both a lovely sequel in tribute to the original two, more the original one. They kind of pretended that the second one didn't happen, which is <laughs> which is again like a weird. I thing, like the second one. I, love, I really like the I second love one. I love the second one. I love it. Yeah, I uh, which was again like one of those odd choices. It was like yeah, in the eighties, it's like so we're just gonna pretend the second one also didn't happen giant slime thing all over yes uh making everyone angry but that's new york (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, like oh god just so also both of those films are just love letters to uh a new york that doesn't exist anymore (laughs) hasn't existed for 20 years but like there's just moments Look, if you want to talk about the second, I mean, the first one has Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. The second one has giant Statue of Liberty walking. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like (laughs) while playing Jackie Wilson. (laughs) Like it's like come on, (laughs) like it's there's just bits of that. Those uh, Peter McNichol is fucking priceless. Uh, Janos. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter McNichol, <laughs> Peter McNichol is is fucking like. I love that. It's a joke in that movie that, uh, you know, <laughs> they never say where he's from, and they even make a joke where where Vankman goes, "Where in the hell are you from?" And he just goes, "The Upper West Side." <laughs> Because it's like he's just from a, some nebulous Eastern European country. It's not specific where he's from. Because there's no way to – because that way – I mean it's kind of brilliant. That way they could – by not saying where he's from, they couldn't have anyone complain that his accent was wrong because he could just be a weird yeah. – <laughs> And sometimes not knowing is better. You yeah. know, leaving it up to your imagination. Um, but yeah, I mean – I. I I mean, 
it's a solid movie. I definitely intend to watch it. And I'm just really excited about just like the whole excitement because of Stranger Things will hopefully... Yeah. I mean, you said it may not happen in the future, but I'm hoping that with more... Um, well, fascination and the popularity of Stranger, Stranger Things that more pro, um, programming and TV shows, movies delving into the paranormal that is also sometimes funny. Yeah, you know. Okay, that's and, what you mean. You know. I, I, I was like more Ghostbusters IP, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to see more Ghostbusters. Oh, no. I think I think they're I think they've they've I think they've, I mean a bunch of kids kicking ass. I mean I wouldn't mind sure, that considering sure. this is what I love Stranger Things. Yeah, you know. I mean, and those two kids are awesome. They're great. Uh, the I, granddaughter and Pod. Yeah. Uh, and that being said, also it just I I don't I always think of this, uh, the one movie. Uh, and it's it's a classic. It's dumb, but it's fun. The one movie that I from the eighties. One, I mean, one of a couple of. I know they're gonna fucking remake Goonies, and it's gonna be fucking awful. Um, I just saw Goonies, and I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. I mean, not that there aren't parts of, uh, you know, Goonies that don't hold up even like remotely, the, <laughs> like Data, cough, cough, Data. <laughs> um, and and cough cough. Uh, I forget who it was. <laughs> it was I, I really can't remember who it was who said this. She was just like, "Wait a minute." So this family keeps their mentally disabled yep. child chained to the wall. <laughs> like when you think about who Sloth actually yeah, is, yeah. you're like, yeah. "Okay." Uh, Making fun what of fat people, say, chunk is like uh, like uh, yeah. Uh, the one movie that I would love them to remake, um, even though it's it's still like kind of a classic, is Monster Squad. I really want. I'm them not to familiar remake. with that one. It's a bunch of kids and uh, a handful of kids, and they're kind of like bad news bears type kids, uh, and they end up coming up against like the classic like Universal monsters, uh, like Dracula and the Mummy, and yeah, it's. Spawn, spawn the infamous line uh wolfman's got nards uh kick kick the wolf kick the wolfman in the nards or something like i can't remember exactly the, the line but it's like yeah uh kick wolfman in the nards wolfman's got nards uh yeah it's just it's very much of its time but it's also like the effects are really cheesy it's one of those things that like if you like you're saying when you were saying like oh stuff like Stranger Things yeah. if you had like a new group of kids and it was like Stranger Kids okay. Stranger Things coming up against a version of Dracula that's that's also like you know if it had that right mix of like horror and comedy and and action like that's a one movie I was like eh, I wouldn't mind seeing someone like like Jason Reitman mm -hmm. taking a stab at that. So yeah, Ghostbusters was fucking great. Uh, yes, surprisingly great. Yeah. Uh God, what what else? What next? Uh, where do we want to go next? I mean Let's do Matrix uh okay, because that's kind, that of, that's kind of I think that might be kind of brief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> that's my assessment. Don't fucking watch it. It's a waste of time. It is just all over the place. Um, like you, I mean, for me, the matrix was the movie that blew my fucking mind. I sure. still watch it a few times a year cause of what it meant. The I first just, one, was, the martial arts. I was watching it before I came here. <laughs> like the first one. Uh, 
There's so and they said. I mean, I thought Reloaded and Revolutions were bad. They're way better. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they really, are significantly better. better than uh, than the uh, resurrections, and oh my, oh my gosh! I mean, it's just like whatever worked well with the first trilogy just did not work well at all. You know, even the philosophy and um, the ideas that they bring about, you know, it falls flat. You know, they're meaningless. That, that was that was the thing. So. Action was meaningless. So, so there's a there's a couple of there's, uh. So the, the thing about the original films, uh, my big thing about the original, and I love the original Matrix. I love bits and pieces of the sequels, not them as a whole. As a whole, I think, especially Matrix Revolutions, is not a good movie by any means. What I will say is idea-wise, as far as, like, the philosophy st- stuff, all the stuff that they throw in the Matrix, none of that was as good as people have then or since that made that made that. I never thought it was as deep or as complicated or as amazing as everyone makes it out to be. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Uh, also, as someone- I mean, it was deep-ish, especially the first one, for a big budget, big budget action Hollywood movie. Yeah. movie. I mean, it was, see, so that had eyes glued. The marketing campaign was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, will, I will also say that you know, look, I, and I said this at the time. I was like, it's great. It's I, I even said it like when it came out. I was like, it's not as great as everyone has made it out to be. As but in fairness, I was already the level of nerd where I could go hear all the stuff that they pulled from to make the because what the original Matrix is is a if more than anything else, those movies are hodgepodges of other movies. Like, uh, it's all put together and executed very entertainingly and very well uh that being said like and that's one of the things i think is the problem with the most recent movie is since then all the stuff that the matrix the original matrix pulled from none of that stuff was mainstream anime wasn't mainstream really in 1999 it's since gone super mainstream so, like, the, they didn't have as much stuff that they could pull from, someone could argue, rip off, uh, that isn't something that now a large segment of the public has not already seen and seen done better. The other thing about that was, like, you know, it, 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 I was thinking about this today. It's just like that is a horrible example, but it's the what I've come to call the Iron Fist problem, which is the Iron Fist is a perfect example of every element being done precisely wrong. The Matrix isn't that. It's I, But it does make me think that there are there's elements of the new Matrix that like if any of particularly any of those things were done really well, we could forgive the stuff 
that wasn't done as well. I mean, which yeah. is what we did in the original Matrix too. Certain aspects of the original Matrix are done so fucking well that you can forgive the stuff that isn't done as well. And this movie, everything is mediocre. It's all yeah. like. If it had incredible fight sequences, that was the biggest disappointment. Me too. You could forgive the fact that some of that other stuff was uh, not done particularly well. It was conceptually, philosophically wise, acting wise, it was never going to, those other things were never going to be so good that they made up for some of the stuff like the fight sequences not being good because mostly because just Lana Wachowski by herself isn't a good enough director uh, to execute. And those other two writers from sense eight are uh, very obviously it would appear are not good enough writers. I mean that they could since it wasn't a good, <laughs> a good show. And if they pull from that, Boy. They pulled two of the writers yeah, from Sense8. That, yeah, that like, it was that, it was doomed yeah. for failure. I didn't I, know I, that. I, yeah, again, it's so I I said this. I was just like, I would have loved to have seen. I mean, like make the joke in the film of like, and it's not just a joke. Like it, it's for real. Like that Warner Brothers is going to go forward with the with a new Matrix film, whether Wachowskis were involved or not. And now that we've seen the version of it uh, with Wachowski, with Lana Wachowski writing and directing and two of the people from Sense8 writing, I'm, I'm almost like, yeah, Warner Brothers, go ahead and fire her uh-huh. and get someone else to do If they're going to do more movies, which I'm pretty sure they're going to do more yeah. movies, like, I mean, the perfect person, I think, who popped into my head almost immediately is Dallas, Dennis Villeneuve. Like, just fu- like... Hire that dude. I mean, who knows whether he'd want to do the Matrix films. No, no. I mean, like... I don't know. I mean, great director, but I kind of want someone with a flair for action. I mean, to be honest, great... I I, I, I mean, granted, there's a deepness that, you know, some you say will be superficial, but at least there's an attempt. But at the end of the day, I want something that is... I just want a great kung fu movie. <laughs> you know, I just want great action, great fight scenes because this last movie was just another like superhero film where he just like dodges bullets and that's not exactly what I wanted yeah, to yeah. see at also, all. Also, there... And the acting. Yeah. Oh, God, the acting. I, I mean, granted, I the first, that... the trilogy didn't have great acting to begin with, but it's gotten worse. It's I will say worse. the one person who is better in this movie is actually Keanu Reeves. It's just he's not working with good material. But there are moments in there where, like, I just, I just like, before it gets all, like, the pre-him, like, realizing the truth, whatever, in it, the, he, there's actually some, like, it's not great, but it's, you know, for Keanu Reeves, it's, it's, He's, it's, it's Keanu. Yeah, it's yeah. Keanu. He's um, he's 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 putting the work in. Um, yeah, it's look. I mean, if if you're looking for it, I mean, get, look. Get, get, don't waste the time. Don't waste the time. It the, was get the guy two and a half hours. You felt it. Yeah, you felt you the entire felt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like looking at my phone, checking the time. 
it's like I was just I just wanted to get through this movie, you know, and, and move my, on. That was my like third ish time watching it because I wanted to make sure. Like I don't know what You're it was. Than I am, man. Yeah, You're I, than I was just I like, am. this seems mediocre. Yeah, uh, I mean, another person. I think there, like I said, there are certain movies that have come that have become more popular. That it's just like, no, this is what action is now. Uh, or if you're gonna have, like, I will say, you know, even some of those older kung fu films, like uh, that were choreographed by Yang Wung Ping, like wire work doesn't actually, unless the people doing the wire work, like, also do martial arts generally speaking wire work doesn't wire wire foo as it became known post matrix isn't that doesn't hold up as well as it used to i think especially when you have movies like john wick Mm -hmm. uh or when you have movies from other countries that are like getting much more wider like way more people you know, I don't think if something like The Raid came out in 1999, as many people would have gone, have had, have seen it, even though it didn't have like a big theater release here. Like a lot of people have seen The Raid. <laughs> like, and The Raid is one of those movies that just kind of, and there is a couple movies that have come out, you know, that are more popular, but like John Wick 3, where it's just like, oh, there are guys from the raid in John Wick three because clearly the guy who directed John Wick saw the raid and the raid like the raid two like it's it's just a thing like the the standards for fight sequences are just much. I mean, higher listen, now. that's what made me think. Wire work is going to be a staple in the Matrix. Sure. I mean, it's the universe. It's I get that. I don't mind. But even though, there, there but wasn't, I would. I was expecting us. I mean, there was. There was some jumping yeah. sequence, but that's all it was. Yeah. Jumping sequence. But the the martial arts was bad. Yeah. The gunplay was... Even though it was, was like, same it was like the same it was, fight choreographer, which is weird. I'm surprised, but it was just like... a That guy was probably just phoning it in. You know, the, the, guess, the, yeah. con, the gunplay... It was like either watching an episode of the A Team where everyone shoots but misses so terribly, or they're all like the precursor to stormtroopers and they always miss. You know, it was like not how are you missing this person? Point uh, blank range. And also, I just the it makes me also think a a friend of mine who loves the original Matrix. We were talking about like. You know, I would love to see if the people who storyboarded the original Matrix, like Steve Skros and, uh, oh God, the guy who did a lot of the, the machine designs, his name will come to me. Um, like, because they storyboarded it so heavily like a comic book, that's how they sold the film. They couldn't sell the script until they hired a comic book artist to storyboard the entire film. And what they were bringing the pitch meetings wasn't the script. It was the script and most of the movie and a bunch of the scenes from the movie completely storyboarded like a comic book. And that's how they they sold it. They sold it on how they were going to execute the visuals. 
And this movie so much like it's not even shot interestingly. Like there none of like the actual like ways it like if you when I was rewatching the original, I was just like, oh, some of the ways this is actually shot is interesting. Like especially the action sequences, just the the angles and the way, you know, I mean there's bullet time, you know, the the, the circular camera thing. But it's like, yeah, there was not like the way they tried to update bullet time in this also was just like, man, it just kind of seems there's nothing interesting about that visually. Like what made bullet time cool was the visual effect yeah. of it. it and how unique it was for the time as, yeah. as a technology. Yeah. But it's no longer unique anymore. And they just didn't, yeah, as you said, what they came up as a replacement was. Was, uh, was the flash. Yeah. What they came up as a replacement is what happens when you... I love this scene. Yeah, this is a scene from <laughs> Let There Be Carnage. This might have been my favorite scene in the entire movie. Oh, uh, his so, coming so out party. There, yes, he's in uh, what is clearly a gay club, and he's talking about aliens being accepted. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's one of those... Things that made Sorry me, for the tangent, but it's necessary. No, 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 no. He's covered in the in the the neon like oh. necklaces, and he drops the mic. Yeah, it's so this like a like look. Let the Recovers was a stupid movie, but a scene like this where they just lean so far into the stupidness that it's oh god, yeah, thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable. Talk about a movie that's like. We were talking about that it's a great bad movie. Like, this movie's thoroughly... and it's My an, face like, is it's, still hurting right now. That's how much I'm smiling. Oh, God. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Yeah. I mean, talking about this one scene is way better than the entire two, hour, two and a half yeah, hours exactly. of Matrix. That, that, that kind of sums up, like... Yeah, it's just so disappointing. Um, so... I would hope that whatever happens in the future, I mean, it would be a shame that uh, Wachowskis are not part of it, but I would think that they would make more sense as producers. Yeah. Let someone with better directorial skills and yeah. can probably bring something new to the table. I was going to say, I was gonna say I, like, anyone action-wise, the guy, I was, the reason why I brought up The Raid was the guy who t- directed The Raid films. Uh, uh, Chad, whatever his name, I'm. I always get his name mixed up with Keanu Reeves' stunt double. Okay. Because uh, they have very similar names. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, just get that dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's, no, Matrix you know, it's, can be a dumb movie, but you know, just like double down on the dumb action, you know, and do well, it well. That's, that's what I was saying. Why I brought up like like Iron Fist is just like look. If any one of the things in a new Matrix film was done really well, the fight sequences in particular, like if any of it was done particularly well, I could almost forgive the other stuff being weaker because just because remembering the original Matrix is like, no, there was certain stuff about that that was done so well that I, you know, I forgave the the, the dumb parts. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. On the complete other side of that, because I feel like this discussion is going to eat up yeah. a bunch of our me. time. Not me. I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with it. No, 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 no. The next movie, we're on the other side of the oh, okay. spectrum. A fucking great movie. Great, great movie. 
uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, I want to see it again because I feel like some of my opinion might be a little colored by that first viewing. Uh, uh, it course corrects. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I'm a as a DC fanboy. You know, I love all things DC, but I am a big fan of Spider Man yeah. and what he represents because he he's a the most DC ish superior who has who's very much you know uh, clear. He doesn't break his rules. You know, unlike other Marvel heroes, he is a true hero, I will, and that's I will what I always say represent. That whenever they are, when I say on the DC side that they are Marvelizing a character, they are more times than not Spider-Manning a DC character. Like, when you say that he's the most DC of the characters, he's also the Marvel character in which when they want to make a DC character more relatable, yeah. they make him more like Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, and But to like, be fair, I mean, Spider-Man is the Marvel property that yeah, is the most human is, and relatable. But he's also... The, you he know, is, not... He is, he is also... Uh, more than like a DC character, he is the most like everything, uh, like his origin story, that costume, however many different versions of the costume, but like this sort of however many different versions of the classic quote unquote classic costume that they have. That costume, the spy, is iconic. It's like a Batman costume, it's like a super, it's like the Superman you know thing uh it's so you you it's it's even one of those things where and where you could just you know you don't even need to see the whole costume you could see like very simple representations (laughs) is she hitting her foot yeah she is um be nice uh that even if you just see like the eye like in a circle like it's a yeah it's an it's a incredibly iconic design of a costume uh yeah all that and and also with the with the exception uh even though the first toby mcguire spider-man chunks of that don't really hold up that well and spider-man 3 with toby mcguire is not a good movie i don't acknowledge that movie uh None of the Spider-Man movies are, like, terrible, terrible, in my opinion. No, Spider-Man 3 was terrible. Okay, I wouldn't... It, I wouldn't it, it was terrible. Like, it, like, it was... Once again, it was not Raimi's vision, and sure, he was... Sure. It was not, you know, it was pull, different competing interests were involved in that film, and Which has always been that. the problem with the... I mean, Amazing Spider-Man 2 had the same problem. Where it's just like competing elements of what they wanted to do in the future for that film, for that franchise, if, if that had ever become a thing. Uh, that being said, there are chunks of a... I'm a defender of Amazing Spider-Man 2. As terrible as parts of that movie are, there are big... There are chunks of that movie that are great. Yeah. Uh, taking away, like, the, if you skip past the first three minutes of Amazing Spider-Man 2... That opening sequence, like you skip past a bit with his parents, that opening sequence is fucking great. Like, yeah, uh, and, you know, interestingly enough, the guy who directed the Amazing Spider-Man movies directed 
this one, the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can feel he was he's very good at the interpersonal stuff. Uh, and in, even in this, like the action stuff, like picked up. I, yeah. you know, he just has more experience, I guess, directing the action now. Yeah, so much. God. I mean, the thing. What I mean, it it was very much a teen trilogy. Sure. I love it, but it was still not a Spider-Man. You know, what you saw from the Tom Holland Peter Parker was someone who was too codependent on. Sure. You know. Uh, Tony Stark, you know, and when you think Spider-Man, you think someone who does things solo, who does his best, but also gets hit hard. Yeah. You know, who's down on his luck that you say, oh, that hurts. I hurt for him. Yes. I did not see that in the first two films. And what I loved about it, it was like, yes, finally, is you, you... is a very human character who's not insulated, who does not have a lifeline to go to, yeah. like a Tony Stark or his technology. You know, it's him doing his best. It's him fucking up, and it's him doing his damnedest best to fix his fuck ups. Yeah, and you know, and during the and, course and of even, that movie, and even messing up the trying to fix his <laughs> and is something I appreciate. The emotional roller coaster that you go through. You know, reading his storylines, his his stories, his the movies, the comic books. You know, that's why you love Spider Man. And for the first time in this new trilogy, you saw that in this film. You know yeah. that you know finally we have our you know Ben Park and you know Uncle Ben uh, moment where it's not him, it's his aunt who Ooh, gives him the line who, finally. Who, by the way, okay. Before we even get, I I, I almost even, cried yeah, whenever yeah, she too. said that. It's like I, I no. Uh, but before it we even get to that, we will get to that scene. Uh, oh, just larger as a, as a whole as a movie. This movie also like managed to feel hugely wide, like giant scale, and also very small scale at the same time. So you have this like multiverse. Because Doctor Strange is involved. And I was a little worried initially about like, oh, is the Spider-Man element of this? The Peter Parker, you know, the sort of, for lack of a better way of phrasing this, ground level version of Spider-Man going to get lost in the whole multiverse thing. And it didn't. I mean, I, I, you know, obviously it's setting up the multiverse even more for future Marvel films. But it also, I mean, it's it's the great opportunity to do a, a handful of super fan service things yes. that were amazing, by the way. Spider uh, Bros. Yeah. Spider Bros. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to get to... So yeah, hugely like wide-scale multiverse thing that, you know, one of the criticisms that people had of the film was that kind of took away from the, the human element of the film. And I was just like, yeah, I, I get that. I don't necessarily agree with that uh criticism uh but yeah man the i will say also like may dying what hit harder in this just because you weren't retelling it's it hit harder emotionally than obviously any of the other origin stories of spider-man on film Mostly because you don't, you didn't, I think, 
it was both like cruel, but also, and I don't want to say it because I love Marissa Tomei. God damn it! We all do. The fact that she's gone in the films that was also just like oh, fucking hell. Um, also, the emotional weight of her dying is earned. Whereas, because you've gotten you've gotten to know her, you've gotten sort of attached to her. Well, you've gotten to film. know her, but I mean, but this you also had two films to kind of grow to care about her as a character. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, this anime is not the same as the free previous two films. No, yeah, yeah. In terms of the one who, I mean, yeah, she was a, she's part of Feast, but was she? the emotional rock that Peter went to the support no that was no. Tony Stark yeah yeah that, that's where I that's what that's what this this franchise this trilogy suffers where you know instead of like boosting the profile of the relationship between Peter Parker and um Aunt May or slash Ben you have it replaced with Tony Stark yeah, you know you and it's you had to get you had to get him out of it had to be like, po- I mean, if he's gonna be in the the mainstream MCU, you had to get him out all, get him out of all of the things that were happening in the mainstream MCU to a certain extent. But I don't, I don't know if I agree. I I, I agree, yes, that like he had Tony Stark for that. Um, but I I don't know. I I felt like I cared more about. It was more of an emotional hit. Because this is, I mean, unlike Tony Stark, she's not a superhero. But yet, she in this movie, she's telling him to make the hard calls because they're the right calls but I will to also, make. So I will also say, you know, as, as little as you see of her in the previous films, uh, I will say it still felt more earned than, say, you know, uh, Martin Sheen dying in... Amazing Spider-Man, or I forgive me, I'm forgetting. Yeah, okay. I'm forgetting who played his Uncle Ben. It's it's you know what it's almost like. So the Uncle Ben dying thing is almost for Spider-Man had become like watching Bruce Wayne's parents die again yeah. every single time that character gets retconned and redone. You have to see a new version of of Bruce Wayne's parents being murdered and dying. It's like, okay, there's a new version of Spider-Man. We're going to have to watch Uncle Ben die again. Okay, who's the A-list de- you know, actor who's going to play Uncle Ben that we're supposed to feel for because it's that A-list actor? Mm-hmm. Or in the, fir- in the Tobey Maguire ones, it, he wasn't a but he, he was an older actor who yeah. was, like, was very well. I feel really bad that I can't remember who, his name. Uh, and then the anchor and the... Fu- the, uh, the you know the sequels in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man it was Aunt May who was the anchor in those movies uh, less so Sally Field in Amazing Spider-Man but that's because she wasn't really committed to doing that anyway uh, yeah I don't know it's just the the emotional punch of it felt I mean, I a, feel lot, bad. I a mean, lot more in this I mean since the moment they they um, casted her as Aunt May. You know, I've been a big fan of hers, and seeing how they gave her time to like shine, yeah. you know, throughout this trilogy, and just to see it culminate in this third movie where she finally says the line that 
and always, also, always the find Spider-Man, that, you know, that. and the, the and how she risked it all, you know, to get him to be where he needs to be to move forward as a solo hero. Uh, and that also, was and also, very powerful. Even in the movie itself, that scene before she actually dies, her like quote unquote death scene goes on for a while before she actually like that's the other thing why i think it had more of an emotional punch is it's they gave her the the quote of like the quote-unquote defining spider-man moment of with great power comes great responsibility they gave like in the previous versions that line didn't have the weight it had in this film. Yeah, there was no build-up to that. There was no build-up. This, even in, like, throughout the film, you see that, like, her trying to get, everyone basically telling him that without saying those words. Mm -hmm. But even the way they executed her saying those words was just like, and also a little, obviously, super fan servicey. But it's, it's earned even in that scene. We're just like, just give this scene this space. And I think that's a credit, I think, to John Watts, as I think his name, yeah. the guy. Like, he, as however you might feel about Amazing Spider-Man 2, when Gwen, after Gwen dies, there's space. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's even more in this film. Like, it just, like I said, there's time given to give that moment the weight that it actually deserves. Uh, and then to bring it back later yeah. <laughs> in the film. Um, and that was good. I mean, it was, as you said, the multiverse made it big, but it also was very tied. It was very localized to the Spider-Man character because it's through three different franchises. Yeah. We're seeing this character and you see the mistakes from, you know, the Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man come through. And, you know, you finally see him trying to, you know vindicated you know I, absolved I also, of his mistakes also, for like not like, saving uh gwen stacy like some of the like the people they brought back uh for those like from the sam raimi universe they they brought back the three best people like like i mean yeah uh fucking i mean however you might have felt about william defoe as the green goblin in uh, the original Spider-Man, which he do it doesn't hold up as well. No, I hated him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in this, what's amazing, what again, what's done so much better in this one, he actually is kind of scary. Yeah. Like, you feel that, oh, yes, Norman Osborn is actually Spider-Man's greatest villain. It is a threat. It's you not know. Venom. Yeah. It's Norman Osborn. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, uh... And also credit to you know William Defoe, I think it it didn't seem like he was hamming it up in this film. The act as you said, the acting in the first Spider-Man movie was not the best, you well, know, were, from they were, him. They were also going for a tone in yeah. in Sam in the Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi was definitely going for a tone that is reflected in the acting, uh, which is very different in this film. Uh, and Alfred Molina is great in both. Yeah. You know, like, he's just great. He's just great. <laughs> he's just um, great. But um, yeah, it just like, what I loved about Willem in this movie was the fact that, you know, even though you know he's going to turn bad, he, him being 
innocent and you know him trying to trying to sell everyone that he's doing he's changing a new leaf he's trying to help everyone out that's what leads you in he gives you a false sense of security and then that turn you know and i felt bad not only for him and his loved ones but for the other spider-men that were there as well that damn you know the stakes are that much raised that you know this guy is truly the villain that was never portrayed in the first movie there what they did with the andrew garfield i mean also uh, thomas hayden church sam man uh he was one of the bright sports points in spider-man 3 and it just not not his fault not raimi's fault yeah i don't blame them i mean they did their part and, and bringing him back into this film, it's like, great, he's the same guy. Yeah. He's the same guy. I think they did really interesting. One of the more interesting things that they did is with Jamie Foxx's Electro character. is just like, he's not really a real character no. in Amazing Spider-Man 2. He's kind of flooded, you know, flitting between two different... Per- in this, he's just like, nah, man, this- he's a bastard. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally just like, I like... No, I like this power. I like being this person and there's no way you're gonna take that away from me man and i yeah, yeah i love yeah i mean it was like it's great to see the two spider-men come back but it's also I mean, the, the, great the, the lizard was whatever yeah. but that but that's also but the villains were vi- the actors who portrayed the yeah, villains exactly. did a great job they had a good chance at being especially with jamie fox a good spider-man yeah. movie yeah. you know and to actually do I, a better job being I a villain love I also, you know, having, and we'll get to seeing this in on opening weekend in an IMAX theater with a crowd. Uh, also, you remember in this, it, it, they're all playing Spider-Man, they're all playing Peter Parker, but you remember those are three great actors. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom Allen is a great no Andrew Garfield is actually a great actor. no no I'm not talking about I'm, Tobey Maguire he plays he's a he doesn't have a lot of range he's a good actor he's I, very good he he realized a little bit too late <laughs> that he's good at playing a small range of characters he doesn't have a very big range uh particularly as Peter Parker he's great uh the interactions between the three of them yeah. are great. Oh, I mean, I love even that they make fun of the fact that Andrew Garfield is the 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 middle child. No one cares about. <laughs> is the, for, again for a better for lack of a better way of phrasing. It's totally that's the way that's he's unfair. Throughout the it is it, it it's is. unfair because he's a great. Peter Parker. He he's a great Spider-Man. He's just unfortunately tied to movies that Sony didn't care about. Yeah, but I love that. Even like even that, like it's a joke, but it's the way they made it both a joke and the. Um, so I, I love how they both make fun of the previous films, but also validate. Yeah. The emotional moments of their versions of Spider-Man, like uh, it's a joke. They make you know, you know, because obviously Tobey Maguire Spider-Man is older. Yeah. But there's a whole thing, in, like him hurting his back <laughs> in in 
Spider-Man and Spider, especially in Spider-Man Two, there, there there's of course the my back yeah. line in Spider-Man, and they brought it back. But in this one, it's just like it's a joke, but it's also oh he's older. Yeah. He's good. the fucking when Andrew Garfield cracks Maguire's back, both just a beautiful character moment, like hilarious, but also just from like watching that was just like oh it's. <laughs> Because he knows, he knows that this is a fucking thing. Yeah. I'm getting a little weepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just thinking it. Like the fact that they're both Spider-Man, so they and they're both a little older, so they both now. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get a back thing. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew Garfield is yeah, the. Yeah, and, I mean, like, it's the, like the Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man three. I'm number three. Yeah, I mean, it's just the interactions, the chemistry between all i mean once again these these individuals were great actors and yeah. the fact that they're able to work seamlessly share the stage yeah no remember this is a tom holland movie yes but still they're able to have their moments to shine you know and are able to not only have their own moments to shine but is also able to share the spotlight within the scenes that uh, that just made this movie just so much and greater. As, when I when I was talking about like as much as like they check of the battery. Okay, uh, as much as they make fun of you know the other films, as much as they make fun of the Andrew Garfield movies, when he his big emotional moment feels completely valid and like they treat it with respect. Like, the fact that, like, oh, his big loss is that he, like I said, however you might feel about Amazing Spider-Man 2, that loss of Gwen in Amazing Spider-Man 2 is treated with, you know, it obviously it's a death, you're not going to make fun of it, but it's like, that's treated as genuine. So much so that, like, and of course it was an audience moment, like, when Tom Holland miss you know, when MJ is falling. And he says, and it's and Garfield she, she's falling and they do a repeat of the shot in Amazing Spider-Man 2, the hand thing. Uh, and then Andrew Garfield, like, catches her and it's both a fun. Everyone it's, clapped yeah. for that. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, obviously you're a Spider-Man fan and see that moment and the weight of that, of yeah. him actually succeeding. It's like, yeah, uh, I, I'm pulling for you. I love that it was, it's both a funny moment and a, like, I got it. I don't know that was a, a funny moment. Well, no, no. It's that a, was not it's a, a fun. It's a funny moment in that, in the thing of like, she's, he asks if she's okay, and then she sees that he's like getting all weepy, mm-hmm. and we oh. know why he's weepy. Mm-hmm. So it's she goes, are, "Are you okay?" And that line is funny, but you could just like that was one of the parts of the movie that I got a little choked yeah. up. Like I was surprised that I got a little choked up because it was like, "Oh, he got to do the thing yeah. <laughs> that he didn't that he, he failed at." Yeah. And I think that's a big theme in the movie is like, "Oh, you get to." Uh, they all get to make up for the the parts that they they yeah. messed up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just so. Also, the uh, you know when he says like you know you guys don't have a team. You guys are like, we, we uh, the, no we don't have that. Yeah, I mean this. I mean to be honest, I mean Tom Holland establishes that his Peter Parker is better 
part of the Avengers, yeah. been to space, and I mean, obviously, those that, other like, two Spider-Men are the, jealous. The, te- the tech that he like takes over Doc Ock's arms, that one is like, oh, yeah, this is a completely different, <laughs> but just uh, also just like a fan moment, but also just, just a cool, like, them all this the scene where like they're all going up against the villains mm-hmm. and then I, they do like kind of like a triple like web together yeah. throw each other thing i was just like dead i mean it's right out of uh you know uh spider verse sorry my oh. brain is it's right out of yeah. that but it's oh god it's so it's so we <laughs> it's i mean it hits every major point that spider-man fans have been wanting is especially since spider-man spider-man it's spider-man endgame well yeah (laughs) you know i mean it's spider-man so it's gonna be the stakes are a little lower but yeah it's still that um and just to you know have the moment where you know because of the multiverse we're able to see all three Spider-Men come together. And, and also, this was and the course, best thing. I was happy that... I mean, yeah, we all knew Sony was going to do this, but I'm, I'm glad that they pulled it off. Uh, and doing a good version of the Sinister Six. Yes. You know, uh, uh, something also, that Sony and, could and not when, have pulled when you, off. When you see the multiverse and you just see is like, oh, they're, they're all the other... I mean, you don't see them see them, but like the silhouettes of like, oh, they're all the other villains. Yeah. Uh, that was very cool. I mean, Doctor Strange, is, he was there. Big part of the plot, but as far as, like, you got some really cool visual sequences, yeah. action sequences. And as oh. Charlie would say, it was just a stepping stone for another movie that they're going to promote in the future. It's true. I, I love... So, there, again, there's just so many things in this movie that, like, you could tell that everyone involved cared deeply about all of it, all of the films. But just a great character moment when, uh, and I'm just remembering this now, when Spider-Man is in the Mirror Universe and he suddenly realizes, like, the Mirror Universe is, is just, yeah. is just geom- geo- <laughs> geometry. And he just does, like, the wet. And it's just like, yeah, it was better than magic? Man! <laughs> it's total, right. total Spider-Man, yeah. Peter Parker moment. Uh, yeah. Uh, so both to briefly bring up COVID again, one of the slightly stressful things about going to see this was seeing it in that theater. I didn't know how I, I mean, I was really taken aback by initially by how many people were in the theaters. I did not expect to see that coming. I mean, the last few movies we saw were not that packed, you know, uh, we went to smaller film, to smaller movie theaters, but they weren't always that packed. And also we were, uh, I also think, you know, the first one or two movies we went to see, they weren't even selling full theater yet. Uh, I, I will say like, it made me a little uneasy and nervous. I will say the, but the fact that there were that many people and they were that, that would that's i was concerned that that balanced it out and no i mean because that was a an experience i haven't had in a long time you know just like fans just getting pumped you know this was the first triple a movie that 
everyone has wanted to see in a long time. Yeah. And you got to see how energized everyone was. Every ooh, ah, clapping, yelling at the screen uh, of, because of excitement. That could, I missed. I, also, I missed I that immensely. That you could tell to a certain I mean, there were people who were cheering because they recognized. They just knew that it was a moment sort of that they were. You could also tell that who Spider-Man was whose mm -hmm. by like... There was one guy during the credits who, when Tobey Maguire's move, name came up, he just stood up and went, just started screaming. It was just like, oh, okay, you're you're that. I mean, it's our generation too, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, the, the moment when they, when you you don't know it's Andrew Garfield, but you know it's Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. When you just see it, it's just like, find me Peter Parker. <laughs> and just both of those times when the, Spider-Man walks out, and when Tobey Maguire and just the, the audience going nuts, uh, me having my little, just uh, the audience, but with me, especially when the lawyer comes and you just the cane pops yes. out, and even before you see his face, as soon as the cane pops out, yeah. it's just like I'm just like yes, yes, it's there's him, some, it's him. Before my disappointment in Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> remember, my excitement was that was before seeing the last episode of Hawkeye. Yeah, uh, which makes my uh, experience of like my hope for Daredevil very muted right now. It's muted right in now in the MCU. I mean, I I still have faith that I think they'll make it work. Uh, there are there, if for no other reasons reason than some of the stuff they've done. Not with Marvel. Uh, actually, with Star Wars. Uh, what they did with Mandalorian, as far as tone, and second episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett, okay. I'm I'm like check that. Yeah. I'm like okay, there is a way I think Disney can do this with Daredevil. Weirdly, like it, it, it was right. watching Star Wars that made me go, okay. okay, I think there's a way they could do this and make it work. But uh, if you say that, it's because of Favreau and Filoni. Who do they, I mean, Feige is Feige. There I are, think Feige's not going to there allow. Are also, there are also versions of Daredevil from the comic books that they, I know. It's. I know we're all in the same way. We're very. We're all very attached to the post Frank Miller, Batman. We are all very attached to the the same guy, uh, because as we all know, Daredevil is Marvel's. He's Batman without the money. Uh, like, in the same way that we're all very attached to post Frank Miller, Batman, and we basically won't take a version of Batman that isn't post-Frank Miller Batman. Uh, I think there's a, an element where Daredevil has a similar problem and it's the, for the exact, from the exact same guy and the exact same creators, actually. It's Frank Miller and David Masuchelli uh, with Born Again. It's just like Daredevil, that is the version of Daredevil that, that, is, that everyone just accepts as Daredevil. That isn't necessarily the, the and people that for including myself to a certain extent. That's the definitive version of Daredevil. So that's the character we want to see. That's the tone we want to see. 
that doesn't necessarily more so than Batman. I think that doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't a version of Daredevil that they could make work. Is what I'm saying about that. But is that a version that someone like you would care about on a big screen? It remember, it remember, it depends. The Frank it's Miller not version. Be, it's not going to be big screen. I I don't think they're going to make. He's Daredevil is not a is, true. Is, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind that, but. We've seen small screen shit from M- from Disney and the MCU, and that's been a big letdown. I mean, can th- I mean? Do you want to see that if it it's gonna be on, I, like honest, that? I. It depends on who they get to do it. Honestly, I I can't think of off the top of my head who they could get to do it. Honestly, um, but I I really depends on who's behind it. Who's behind the screen? Because um, I'm looking at characters who are, I mean, granted, it's not. I, I know it's not going to be violent. I get it. They're not. They're never going to reach the level. It's not going to be R-rated violence. Um, of I mean, people, Netflix. Here, but the I, fight scenes were really good. I mean, that hallway fight scene yeah. is not R-rated, but it's still fucking amazing from that first episode. Yeah. Is Disney capable of doing something like that? Shang-Chi. I don't know. Yes, they are. Shang. Okay, Shang-Chi was more Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and artistic. Yeah. But is it brutal like that first episode? I don't know. If you are... If, if I were... If I, Shang-Chi is nice and beautiful, but if I were as a movie watcher and a TV watcher, what do I prefer? The groundedness of like the first episode of Daredevil, which was very PG-rated, uh, wasn't R-rated, uh, compared to versus what we saw from Shang Chi, I prefer what I saw from Daredevil. The the raid like martial arts, the See, in your face. I don't. But, but, but I, the, here's where I think that that's not fair, because for two reasons. Uh, the guy was trained by ninjas, dude. He, two things about that. Why I think that that's not exactly fair is. When you use the word, when you say the word brutality, you're implying that it has to be R-rated. I'm uh, not saying that. I uh, mean, look at um, they've been there. There was some fight. One movie that I love, uh, what, what Unleashed, was, but, but that was Unleashed yeah. with Jet Li, not R-rated. Yes, but R-rated. the fight R-rated. Unleashed is R-rated. Some no no the fight scenes. I mean, there's R-rated. some set. No, R-rated. no. There's a lot I, of bone breaking, and it's so the big thing. You that, don't see that. You just big, see him the, jump. The, the, no, no. The big thing that they have to tone down is they just can't have it. So why I bring up Shang Chi is it if the fight choreography is done well enough the you don't necessarily have to have a level of brutality. That being said, PG-13, like I said, PG-13, you can get away with a lot more stuff than people. The It Man movies. Yeah. I don't, I mean, they are rated? No, both are rated, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's it's about the amount of blood, honestly. Well, you could do it without the blood. And and sound effects when bones break. Oh. That's the thing. It's just like they're. That's what pushes it over the R-rated. As far as like, level, I mean, because I when I, I'm thinking R-rated in terms of the language, you know, maybe explicit sex scenes. A lot of times, it's, a, a lot of times it's, it's the language. Yes, 
but you don't you, need the language, you know. But there is, there is. I don't know, and it, they're they're incredibly ar- arbitrary, because uh, there's like you know severed heads in PG thirteen movies, which is very bizarre. But the the weird thing about the violence, the difference between PG thirteen and R, has a lot to do with sound and the amount of blood or. Obviously, you're not going to see innards, yeah, but it has yeah. everything to do with it. Everything, almost. I am going to very definitively everything to do with the amount of blood that's shown. I mean, I don't mind the amount of blood, but I and, mean, and sound wise, it is there is a limit to how much you can do with the sound. Uh, but like I said, choreography wise, you get the right person to do the choreography, it's not going to matter. I don't know if Disney's willing to do that i mean listen i mean i it's i before because because our evidence for that we will get to in a minute uh that being said i just just him seeing him in the move like just that was very cool uh yes i will get to hawkeye and how that makes us all substantially substantially less excited um but yeah so much of like yeah, the people che- like, yeah, you know, I cheered a handful of times. That was a nut I needed to bust. <laughs> you know? yeah, I mean, that you was a nut, a movie be, going if, nut I needed to if bust. You wanna, if oh. you want to be crude about it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no, that, exactly. I mean, not just us, a lot of people wanted that experience. Um, but yeah, that, that was just like the perfect movie to see. I mean, we had to brave fucking, you know, Omicron for it but you know it's like i'm just happy that we were we were able to experience that I mean, and I'm, I'm i'm just happy that this was a movie that for once the third movie is the better movie yeah definitively the better movie yeah. well, they without, just, hands down and and what i was uh, what i said before is it just they didn't half-ass they gave all of it i mean it's a it's a long movie but in this case, it's like you needed a long movie because they needed to give everything the weight and time that it needed. Because yeah. there's a lot of, you know, because of the MCU movies, there's a lot of times where it's just like we're doing a two and a half hour movie because that's just the length these, mo- the length these movies are going to be now. Like Shang-Chi didn't necessarily need to be as long as it was. To be honest, I mean, I, I don't know how long this movie was. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel Unlike like the Matrix, this one I yeah, did not feel yeah, that yeah. it was two and a half it's, hours. It's, yeah, uh, it is two and a half hours. Yeah, it's oh god. It's it's, it's the the point is I, I, if it's I, good, I, you won't feel it. I, you will I, never I feel it. I haven't seen it again. I really, really want to see it again. I want to see it multiple times again. Uh, yeah, it's just so it's so good. it was so good, yeah. so thoroughly, and it, like I said, so thoroughly satisfying. Uh, to see, you know, for Tom Holland Spider Man, for the for all three of the Spider Men, it just yeah. was a satisfying thing and, to see all of them. And what I appreciated is that finally they're able to break free from the MCU. Yeah. Finally, yeah. where this not only uh, Peter Parker Spider Man is now someone who is now fully solo, he's independent, he's a man on his own, you know. Sony can do its own thing that is separate from whatever yeah, Marvel is doing. A, whether that is a good thing or not. I don't know. I mean... Because I, I will say the worst part of the movie 
was the mid credits scene with Venom, where it's just like, eh, I don't care. No, I do care because the symbiote is in this universe. Yeah. Is in this universe. And I mean, I'm curious to see how, I'm assuming if they do a fourth movie, it will have to feature Venom. And sure. hopefully they do Venom the right way. Hopefully. I Because my thing is, you know, yeah, he's like, oh, come on. Why are you going to do another Joker? I mean, if they could do Joker better, which what they, which is what they did in Dark Knight, why wouldn't you want Sony to do Venom sure, in a sure. better way? And I want that. You know, yeah, yeah. we did not have a good Venom in the no. third, you know, um, Sam Raimi film. It's, I mean... It, fix the mistakes undo yeah, it yeah, yeah. you know try to do it right you know and venom is a big enough spider-man villain that you it he deserves his own film and and then there was the preview for you know the next uh dr strange, dr. strange which is cool because I'm, I'm fun i'm fun yeah i'm fine <laughs> yeah and they have like the mo- what the uh, what if Doctor Strange? <laughs> I don't know if that is him, but yeah, you know, but Dark Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm looking. For, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, you want to pause for a yeah. second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're back. So just like a a couple more things on Spider Man. Uh, number one, I I feel like it. You know, because we all of the spider versions of Spider Man were supposed to have more movies and they they didn't have more movies. I feel like this gave a really nice close out on those other two being like if you were hankering for there might still be people who are hankering for either more versions of either of those Spider-Man, but I feel like it's just like no, it gave them we know they both go on in their own the universes, closure, you know. but there's yeah, there's closure on it because both both of those they were supposed to do more films, and it just for whatever reason you know success of the third or the second film or criticism of the you know it just didn't it was just like we knew there in both cases there was more plans, and there was the actors were signed on for more movies. Uh, so yeah, it, def- it definitely gave them closure. Also, just the the fact that we got an MC an MCU version of One More Day, or <laughs> yeah, it was just like even that, like a, you just feel for him, yeah, because just like oh, this is what you gave up. This is what is that's how Peter Parker and Spider Man is defined as you know someone who sacrifices a lot, you know, for the greater good. And even even like oh god, that with the scene with Happy. Yeah. At the grave where it's just like, oh, how did you know? It was through Spider <laughs> Or yeah, through Spider Man. Yeah, it's oh it's and like Happy doesn't know. Yeah. Almost like doesn't know yeah, no one knows who Peter Parker is, so they wouldn't know that like Yeah, that, that was all. just weird. I mean It was odd, but then when you think about it you're like, oh okay, like that kind of I mean, makes it's I just thought that they would just like Divorce the idea of Peter Parker and Spider-Man being one and the same, but just like having you know Ned and MJ just like not know him despite going to school yeah. with him, it's like I, I just didn't get that. You know how they're graduating and yeah. they don't even know who this person is. Although no, wait, he doesn't graduate with them. No. He drops out. He that's yeah. he. I remember seeing GD. 
uh, books. Yeah, um, yeah. There's that. There's also the fact that they don't remember him because no one remembers who Peter Par- Peter Parker. Like he's Peter Parker, but no one remembers. Like he basically, it's almost as if. He's this a nobody. Uni- it's almost as if the universe didn't know he existed until that moment. Post spell. So yeah, it does. It even if they had gone to school with him, they're not going to remember because it's just like no one remembers that he went to school because he did. You know, he didn't exist. That's like the extent of that spell. Apparently, it's just like it's almost like he didn't exist pre the spell. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just, uh, it's, yeah. Great movie. I'm, I doubt anyone in America has not, you know, seen Spider-Man. No, no, no. There's a handful of people. My uh, Dan hasn't seen it yet. and it's, it's Oh, just, he hasn't? Well, it's, it's just people who are, you know, way more, and I understand this, anyone yeah. who is just... Not comfortable. Not comfortable going, going into a theater. Yeah. Especially now, you know, and even then, like that opening, like we were right on the cusp. We thought maybe... You know, we had already gotten there before we were just like, and and look, I it, it was still a little bit like, mm, but like the the you know, for me it, the excitement and like all the emotion and all of that seeing it with a crowd actually balanced out. They're like, okay, I have my you know by then I was like I've gotten my third shot. I we're wearing our masks almost this entire time. It, it seems like everyone else is wearing their masks almost there. I can't see everybody obviously, but like. I'm going to rationalize this. <laughs> uh, so yeah, going to uh, back to disappointment. Yeah, um, Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye. There was like hopes, like yes, like the mid second- halfway through the 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 season. You know, I I saw promise yes. in this, um, and then. I had, you know, full chub, you know, when, you know, finally saw the silhouette of um, D'Onofrio's fist. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. The possibilities of this, of being the street-level Thanos character that everyone is afraid of in the MCU. Um, I was like... Yes. And then he's totally not portrayed. And he's Disney-fied. He's well, Disney. I'm, they, yeah, but they totally flubbed it. Like, I don't. I don't. It's a Disneyfication. I mean, yeah. It, I, I get it. It works when it comes to powerful characters. I don't mind that. But you know, I didn't want to see it in like street level characters. You know, I mean, I was expecting. I mean, I'm not. I don't want R-rated. It doesn't have to. I don't well, mind well, that, well, but he's just too cartoonish, this, and this that and this that was it. offensive. Yes, I was here, offended by that. Here's the thing about because I've thought about this since then uh, is there so much? Uh, it's weird that I keep coming, but it keeps popping into my head that I keep, you know. I call it like the Iron Fist problem. Uh, you could also conceivably call it the uh, the Black Widow problem, which is there was a better story to be told and they didn't tell it. And a lot of that has to do with the fact, I mean, 
putting us okay specifically for kingpin there was a better way to do that and the better way to do that is to not have him fight anyone at all i think the biggest mistake aside from that costume even though even though the costume has precedent in the in the comics uh that being said having him actually fight uh kate bishop actually in my opinion was the biggest mistake uh, this, not not just because that fight was lame, which it was. There is he a, should have killed her. He should have killed her. And the fact that she survived and defeats him. Yes. She essentially made him into a joke, which yeah. is not... Uh, the better way to do that is to have him there and just have... Ev- he doesn't... Because what really... Like, if you think about... Yes, uh, Kingpin in the comic books, you know does very violent things, you know, and in the Daredevil, you know, all the horrible, like, you know, violent things he does. But even Kingpin in the comic books, the thing that makes him so so scary is the fact that he rarely ever fights himself. Everyone is scared of him. Like, it's, it's the Jaws thing. Jaws is, you know, it's great, you know, especially now right up until you see the actual shark is it's like have him be the shark you see him he doesn't do anything just have it be everyone around him he's a master planner he does things that compromises good people that's what and he doesn't have to as you said he does not have to get his hands to fight he doesn't have to fight you know he's terrible because we've seen him in other worlds you know season three of daredevil what makes him so terrible is the way he manipulates Point Dexter, like and and uh, the cop, the FBI agent. Yeah, yeah it starts with an N. And, and yeah, and, and, just everyone. Everyone, <laughs> he everyone. finds everyone's pressure points. Yeah. and manipulates and press and pushes that and, and pushing did, and, and you, you see the horror. You didn't get that. Like it would have been so much better if. Like, yeah, it was just a huge mistake to have Kate Bishop fight him. Have him fight it all. It's just like, no, he should have sent someone, had someone, like, oh, I mean, you're not going to have the violence level, but just like, just send someone like Poindexter after her. So it's like, he's, he's not the guy who does that himself. He's, he's not going to be there. And, like, you, and I know they want to, like, you know, promote Kate Bishop, but yeah. that's not how you do it. That's and also, like, do it, uh, Haley Steinfeld, like, I really like her. It's, they, it's, when I, when I brought up, like, the, it's, like, so much of that was just, like, you just, you took away, you did all the superficial things. Same with Hawkeye. Same with Clint Barton. You did all the superficial things to make them interesting, quote, unquote. But you didn't actually it, you didn't actually put into any any work to actually making them interesting. I mean, Hawkeye has always been hamstrung by you know who they've made him into in the MCU. Uh, and he, like broken record, dead horse. He has a backstory that's actually really cool and fun. Uh, you could do that even in a Disney ver- because look, did there. If you think of actual Disney movies, even the animated Disney movies, there are versions of that story in every Disney movie. Like, you know, 
orphans for whatever reason. You don't have to show any. That's a that's another big mistake that I think uh, Kingpin included is it's like you know usually in film or into, it's like show don't tell. Yeah. So there's a lot. There's a lot of telling. There's a lot of really overt showing when I really feel like, especially in Hawkeye, especially in a lot of these shows, just holding back more would have been a better choice, especially for Hawkeye. Just like, just, you know, they kept going for like large sight gags and large sight, like visual things. And I was just like, that's the whole what like is all about man. That's what yeah, it's all it's, about. You, you gotta hold back. It, I mean, that's I mean, it's spectacle. I mean, spectacle. It's, yeah, it, that's what they do best. And I wish DC could do it, do it like they do. But what they can't do is you know just the small nitty gritty moments. Well, of, no, they've done. They uh, they can do that too. It's just that they, they always can. the. They have a formula. They have a formula, and they are beholden. And and the they're too the beholden big, to the it. big, the, and that's a problem. Yeah, the big issue is always the the finale always has to be some big visual spectacle, and it's just like that was the wrong choice <laughs> for a Hawkeye. All throughout the the show, it was the wrong choice, uh, and just you look there, oh man, like. There is a character from the comic books that we're never going to see. And now that I've read through, I've read through, so like the Matt Fraction run on Hawkeye, I read all new Hawkeye. Like I've read through the a bunch of like Hawkeye going up to relatively recently. And all of it goes back to, comes back to him being a kid, being an orphan, uh, having a string of uh, not great father figures ending up in the circus. Uh, and the one big character that, like, I was happy they brought in Cake Bishop and they didn't do it too well and I was disappointed by that. The one big character that we're never going to see in the MCU is Barney. God, I love me some Barney. Uh, uh, Barney know. Barton. His older brother. Trickshot. It's a great character. We're not as Trickshot, but like as Barney Barton, his fucking older brother. We're never gonna see his older brother because they just wrote him out of. Because you right. never see yeah. his. Because you never see Clint Barton's. Because they're never gonna do Clint Barton's origin story now. Like you never have his older brother, and his older brother is also part of like, you know, the fact that, god damn it. Like he used, they both used to be criminals. They but were carnies. They were criminals. They're like, not. I mean, this is the extent to which they're gonna examine yeah, this character, and like they're not he, gonna go any a, further. He, they and they're more, they're more concerned with, you know, broadening that yeah. character to fit a mass market appeal, yeah. which is what Kate Bishop is. Yeah, uh, that's her direction, yeah. and I don't know if it's gonna work out, but he's too old. He's not. He does not have magical powers. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's not of the Gen Z generation, sure. and it's it's unfortunate. You know. Yeah. And you know, it's. I mean, their potential. They they could have done some things with the character, but they chose not to because they had a vision, and I don't like that vision. I don't for, like that vision either. Uh, 
for any it's just it's it's really like again I'm not excited for the next phases of the Marvel yeah, films. Yeah, they gotta. Br- I know they're. I'm it's not super frustrating. They I'm gotta, not. They gotta break. They mentioned. I think the guy who directed the Spider-Man trilogy. I think he's now in charge of Fantastic Four. Okay. I'm curious to see what he's able to do. But to be honest, I am not excited for the next slate of Marvel films. Not even Blade. I don't give a fuck about it. If they, if this is what they do to um, Hawkeye, I have zero. Like, like as, as I, I as, give zero fucks as, about as the next Blade m- film. As, as mediocre as Eternals was, at least that was a departure from the this. Like, it's really like. Look, they have a formula and it's been working for them, but now it seems like no, your formula is starting to break down and not work for you anymore. Uh, maybe you should try changing your formula. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's. I mean, if the shows and uh, the I look, I like Shang Chi. Uh, we'll see what happens with the future movies. Like, yeah. it's I just. Mean, I feel like the the formula that has worked worked for them. You know, through Endgame is like is not the formula. I think it's gonna. It's not. It'll. It works for established characters. Yes. It's not gonna work for characters who no one cares about. Yeah. You know, and I think that's gonna be the. And listen, people recognize Blade, but they recognize Blade because of Snipes and the yeah. R-rated version yes. of Blade. I don't know if they're gonna accept the MCU Blade at all. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, I don't, yeah, it was, uh, it, what Hawkeye especially was just like, I got, I, I, there were so many times where I was like, okay, I'm digging this, oh God, what are they doing? Okay, I'm digging this, oh God, what are they doing? Okay, I'm really excited, oh God, what did they do? That's been, that was the cycle for Hawkeye for me. I was just like, all right, first episode was okay, second episode I was fine with, third episode I was like, what is Echo doing here? Um... Which is like, why are you? And I see setting up for future shows. Well, setting up and, and also like uh, a way to bring in Kingpin. And I was just like, and also I was just like, I was just like, okay, what is Echo doing there? All right, are they gonna bring in? I don't think they're gonna bring in. Okay, they're bringing in Kingpin. Okay, that's exciting. And then in the last episode, I was like, and you completely ruined it. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, you completely ruined it. Uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I there are. I mean, there are two new shows that, because the, because I think they can work the formula on them, and because one of the characters is rel- is like really really recent, uh, it'd be harder to mess it up. Uh, the the Miss Marvel show. I'm that, looking forward. I to- get it. Miss Marvel works with this formula. It will. She Hulk. Yeah. She-Hulk will also say. work well in, with their formula. Also, Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> I don't know about Moon Knight. I don't know about Moon Knight. I don't know about Moon Knight either. Uh, Moon Knight is, again, Moon Knight's one of those characters. It's like, mm, he does not. I don't know this character mold. at all. I do, uh, and he does not fit this mold. He's he's He belongs, Moon Knight belongs on the now dead Netflix series. He's the guy who, honestly... I know they want they wanted to do Defenders. You know who actually they should have replaced Iron Fist with in the Defenders? Moon Knight. Moon Knight is the guy who belonged in there. 
Iron Fist did not play. even even though like in the comics he's he's friends with Luke Cage and he's part of the Defenders. He's the character who did not belong part of that. Like if yeah. like I said, if you wanted to stick anyone in there, it's like Blade Blade is one, but Vampire, so no. Yeah. Uh, Moon Knight is the other one. Moon Knight's a crazy, crazy. He's crazy, like uh, well mental issues now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, apologies, uh-huh. uh, but yes, he, he's got problems, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he he belonged in that. In hindsight, he belonged in that Netflix group. Um, yeah, that one. Uh, there was like what was D twenty two, whatever that conference is. That was, yeah, where they showed those teasers. I was like excited for Ms. Marvel. I was excited for She-Hulk, She-Hulk. and the, and the direction they're going with She-Hulk. That's yes. cool. I, yeah. I I I dug that. Moon Knight. I was like, not not sure about that one. Not sure. Um, but I mean, listen, they. I guess they're Disney. They could afford to swing and miss you know they could afford to swing and miss and when you said like i can't you know a couple episodes before when you said i wish do you have they had like a separate imprint i wish they had a version i mean the netflix shows were this they were and they were literally this because all the characters were were marvel knights yeah it's like i I wish there was a subset that they could i mean it i mean i just i don't mind them having full control but like Break free. Have like a Hulu direct version of sure. that. Make it make Hulu be more valuable. Sure. You know, instead of um and Disney Plus. I mean, it's like I don't mind. You know, some shows that works for Disney, but there's some characters that I know to the core would be better off. You know, a little dirtier. Yeah. You know, uh, will you know. A little more uncomfortable, you know, and pushing the envelope. That is something that's going to be a little more uh, ideal for older or, or more mature or, or, or uh, even, viewers. Or, or putting all of that aside, coming back to like just our point of stop doing your formula for certain characters. Like, just like it's weird because they do it so well with other with some of their other characters. It's just like. But you seem to under to to not understand that some of your characters, your formula doesn't work for. Well, I think Black in Widow, their de- in their defense, they haven't made they haven't had that many L's. In yeah. their defense, yeah. they haven't had That's that true. many L's. So they they in their view, there's nothing to learn. It's like eh, you know, you know, they, people don't care about you know Black Widow, you know, but another character they they feel that will be more uh palatable but yeah i think they have to get a string of losses um before they learn and they realize hey you know we've got these characters maybe we should put them in different you know uh services that will be more you know better that would serve them better yeah uh so briefly before we forget uh you want to talk Wheel of Time, because I just finished Wheel of Time. Yeah, um, I knew someone who read the books. It was a fine, you know, just like love the characters, like sure. ate all of it. So I, I watched it, and I come to realize, hey, this is the fantasy show that I wanted. And yeah. I and I told you, I was I was unsure about I was, it. I wasn't. I don't know because if it was of, the fantasy show that I wanted, but it was the fantasy show that like that was just like. Oh, okay. But here's the thing. 
I distrust Prime movies and yeah. videos. I distrust it. I mean, unless I'm surprised, and I am surprised by their um, their superhero slate of shows. Yeah, you know that worked well. Um, but their other shit. Not what's, that what's, good. What's, what's Not weird, that good. You know, about, they've got more misses than hits. What's weird about Prime, and when it comes to genre stuff, uh, and we've talked about, I don't know if we've talked about this, uh, but they definitely have it with anime, where it's just like, there's a bunch of stuff that is just kind of disappears into the ether, but every year, Amazon puts out like one thing in each genre that is, like, they're the only ones who own the IP to this, and it's really good. Uh, last year, they happened to have two, although technically it's two and two separate media. One is animation, one is live action, and they were both superhero, and that was The Boys and Invincible. Uh, this year, it was Wheel of Time. It was fantasy, and it was Wheel of Time. It's just like they just kind of every year they have like just like one property in a genre. Didn't work for Carnival Row. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. is it wasn't? It, I can't remember what year. Yeah. Like it, it was something else that year. It's they always have one, and this year it was Wheel of Time. I think for fantasy. I don't know. It's like before. Before the boys, I gave zero fucks about Prime. I don't know what else. Yeah, I would agree with. I that. mean, I, I agree with that. To be honest, I mean, I watched Prime because there are certain movies that wasn't available on Netflix yeah, or other, yeah, so yeah. I, I was forced to watch it. Oh yeah, no, no, Attack the Block was on Prime for some reason, and I, I bought that. But other things, I mean, I rarely watch Prime, but it was the boys that got me going, and then yeah. now. Um, Invincible, and I'm starting to appreciate the slate of stuff. And there are like movies that were well it, it, done it, that it, have gone critical acclaim. Is what, is what I'm saying is that it's not a slate. It's usually like one or two things in a glut of Bad. not good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Wheel of Time was that thing. Uh, it was. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, I didn't. Aside from Rosemond P- Pike. Yeah, you know the the cast of actors. I mean, I, I knew nothing about the but rest of the, that young cast. I all of them looked vaguely familiar, which means that they've popped up on Doctor Who or something. <laughs> because because you know those the British actors yeah. when they just the they cycle through the BB. Because yeah. I'm sure if I googled a couple of them, it was like, what were you on? Oh, you were on an episode, a random episode of. Of, I'm sure at least one of those main act, young actors was on Doctor Who at least once. Um, I don't know which one of it, one of them it was. I could probably Google it right now and be like, "Oh, it's that guy," because yeah. all of them looked like I've seen you before. I don't know what I've seen you in, but I've seen you before. Oh, uh, just to warn, uh, beware! Spoiler alerts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going on to the cast. I mean, I just love that cast. I mean. I was instantly drawn by how diverse it was. I yeah. loved it. And just the fact that the fe- female characters fucking kick ass. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I mentioned that is because there's this big character called the dragon that is meant yeah. to like save the world from this big bad. And based on the vibes 
that this show is giving you about like how powerful women are yeah. how women are able to harness the one power yeah. and men bastardize it i'm thinking yeah the dragon is gonna be a woman and it's a white dude <laughs> that was a big kick in the nuts for me in, in, i did not see that coming in, in fairness to that dude though i'm i'm not i'm not attacking the actor no, I'm, no, I'm not either i was i was actually going to mildly dispute the fact that he's entirely white uh oh okay but but we're gonna we're gonna put that aside just because i don't feel comfortable talking about that okay he's yeah i don't feel comfortable talking about that but i'm not entirely i i'm not even comfortable saying the sentence that it was about to come okay. out of my mouth but but just throwing that out there. Okay. Um, but from my vantage point, is like fact that he's a man, women. Yeah, it's yes. just like it's like so. It's like women are like clearly the central yes. uh, point in this series of books, and you know a lot of the women characters are so amazing. You know, the wisdom, they're not, the wisdom. The wisdom is my favorite. Yes. Um, she's a. And from what I was told, she's even better in the books. She's a warrior, but is not meant in, is a warrior, but is also feminine at the same yeah. time. There's nothing wrong. And there was like this amazing fight scene in like I think the the penultimate episode where a woman is fighting off a bunch of soldiers while pregnant. Yes, I yes. was so fucking. That was a lame episode, to be honest. But it that opening, opening, whoa, yeah, whoa. I was like, the promise is there, you know. And then you know, just like so, the vibes of all these women kicking ass, and then a guy. Well, I, you I, know, I, I, I'm like, I, also, I, also, I, I just, I think there are some things that the show sets up that, uh that are a little bit bait, bait and switches. Uh, number one, the whole like, oh, you know, the the dragon reborn, you know, the who, who it could be in the previous life, it was a man. But it's also a bait and switch because in that final episode, spoilers, because number one, uh, I was less, I was disappointed that it was him specifically. Mm -hmm. I was less disappointed that it was like the gender only because the the show does set you up that's just like the okay it's a man but the fact that it's a man means it's it's a problem it means he's going to be it's it's why like it also sets you it's also you know a little anticlimactic if you're thinking about the show in a certain way like that it's just like oh okay he's fulfilled that purpose of re-imprisoning the dark one uh but then he's just like all right i'm done it's basically like the whole thing that that first season is built up to and it's a little bit like cheesy that it's literally a line at the end of the show is like oh i thought it'd be the end of the battle the battle has just begun which is just super cliche yeah. but it's just like that's the setup is just like and i guess people could be disappointed it's just like the whole first season sets you up that there's going to be this big battle and it's just like nope it's built up to this moment and this moment isn't as significant as we've all been made to believe of both the viewers of the show and the characters on the show this moment that we all thought was going to be so important is not as important 
that's what I think. Like, it's disappointing that he's the dragon. I also think the fact that he's the dragon is going to be significantly less yeah. important as in like the second season. And I hope they get a second season. I do too. I always, um, I enjoyed the last episode, and you know, I want more of it. You know, yeah. Um, this is a world that you know at first was a little confusing, but I did some. I had to watch, pause, yeah. <laughs> to take out my phone, understand the different, you know, Isodai, the the meaning of the different colors, um, and yeah, I and I love the Children of the Light, fucking racist, uh, yeah. um, and. And I'm just like women hating, you know, uh, assholes. Um, and I just like to love this world, and I can't wait. And I hope that there's more. I thought I thought to this. The, I can't remember the the guard, the relationship between the Isodai and like their guard was super interesting yeah. to me. Uh, just because it, it's romantic, but not romantic. It's it's. I just was like, oh, I want to know more about that. Yeah. I that I the warders, yeah, yeah, the, the warders. It's just. It, I couldn't think there was something else I was thinking of about that that like the bond is goes beyond like and almost like a human the Aes Sedai controls that bond yeah. you know that hey if I want private time I want private time you're just gonna have to wait and how it's like as you said you know does it's not emo- it's not sexual it's just like a, a, an, it's an emotional bond where it they is, look it is and it, it is, can yeah, but yeah. for the most part a lot of them i think what a sect of Aes Sedai have relationships with their warders yeah. um but I, I think the others do not and but i know also, for, it's it's a it's it's a what's implied is that that can be part of it, but it's a relationship that transcends all of that. I also think the 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 Asadai that has two of them, and they're clearly in a thruple. Yeah, yeah. Is also like that's what made me just fa- fascinated by that whole relationship. It's just like oh, what, and there's one of them and has two of them, and they're clearly all three of them are in some sort of. They're all bonded to each. The three of them are bonded to each other, which I thought was, I was like, yeah. It, there's just a lot of stuff in the world that I'm passing. The I will say overall, the acting is a little uneven from character to character. Especially the guy who plays the guard for Rosamund Pike is a little uneven yeah. as an actor. Uh, he's clearly a weak link actor-wise. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with him later in the series but yeah the the the, the five of them from that village are great yeah. also the effects were way better than i was yeah, yeah. expecting uh so yeah it's fun uh super briefly just because we're running a little bit low on battery time if you have not watched the second season of the witcher it is significantly better than the first season okay uh if you if you haven't watched have you watched the second no, season no, I yeah it, it is like first season was okay it was nothing i didn't feel very strongly one way or another about it uh second season is significantly better henry cavill it's a good role for his woodenness yeah to be wooden he has to do a little bit more emotional work in this season which is a little bit of a problem but uh the rest of the cast kind of carries that for him there are characters from the first season that are have arcs that are better in the second season. All of the main characters I think are like have better and also just the world in general. Uh, it expands more on that. So okay. yeah, watch the second season right. of watch of the Witcher. It's, it's significantly better so than the first season. I'm going to definitely check that out. Yeah. 
And I, I think, uh, I think we're, we're maybe over two hours now. I think, oh no, we're almost at two hours. I think we've covered everything that, right. uh, except for stuff that we're not done with, like, yeah, like the Expanse. <laughs> Expanse, definitely, we'll, we'll talk about that. And um, Boba Fett, when that, you yeah. know, when the, more of that happens. I don't want to really discuss the first episode because it was kind of meh. Hopefully it picks up. Because uh, I was like, I was kind of hoping after the first episode that other people were directing it, but that was like, wait, Favreau did this? You know, Robert Rodriguez directed the first episode. Someone else directed the second episode. Wait, wait, Rodriguez did the first episode. Robert Rodriguez directed the first was, episode. Okay, okay. Favreau wrote and produced, I think, the first episode. I see. But, but right. yeah, yeah. Second episode is significant. It's longer, number one, but it's significantly better. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Excellent. Sweet. All right. Peace. Peace.